Hello, welcome to another episode of Fuck Your Feelings. I'm your host, Brunson. I got my homies on the line, Jay Knowledge, Smitty. I'm back for a second round of Fucking Your Feelings. Mr. Vehicular Hicks himself, <laughs> B-Dot. Whatever other nickname this nigga got. What's going on, fellas? What's going on? It's good. Good, good, good. How y'all week going? Or week, right? It's going pretty good. You said miserable? Yeah. Why? You want to do this on the podcast? Yeah, why not? We started. I can't stand my job no more. Why? Because it don't make no sense. It's almost over. That ain't the point, though. It don't make no sense. And I'm not wrong. I may not be right, but I sure as hell ain't wrong. So I couldn't even go in on Friday. Because of your own doing or because... I literally did not go in and nobody noticed for like five hours. (laughs) So I didn't show up for watch. And what they said to you? They start calling, like, yo, where the hell is you at? I'm like, oh, I went to the hospital and got a pain shot. And then I went to go talk to a chaplain because I can't do this no more. <laughs> and what was the polite response that you got? Oh, they didn't know what the hell to do. You can't just not show up unless you don't. And so you did and I didn't. Have you been back? No, I'm supposed to go back in the morning, but I can't talk myself into going here, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Ah, well, hidden colors. That's what I was thinking about. Ooh, I done heard of that. Yeah. Hidden colors. Wait, well, so don't they got a turn? Colors. Don't they got a turn? Well, okay, boy, first, first of all, it's five of them. For everybody out there listening, off mic, we was having a discussion of a movie. Uh, it's about five-part miniseries about the black progression through America and the struggle. And Jeff couldn't figure out for the longest what the name of it was. So he just Googled it and he blurred it out in the middle of the conversation. As if we ain't run a fucking podcast. But <laughs> I digress. Hey, why not? So wait, don't they... Back to your story. Don't they got a word for that? If you don't show up on Monday? Yeah, call you a. Oh. So ain't they gonna send the MPs to come get you? Maybe, eventually. Prank caller, I don't know you. Uh, Anyway. (laughs) This is the blackest podcast ever right now. I appreciate it. I appreciate it for being the blackest podcast ever right now. Yep. One person drinking wine out of uh, a coffee mug. I'm here sitting there eating fruit snacks, smacking them goddamn camera. Somebody got a bottle of Hennessy, and the other nigga just missed. He ain't even doing the same thing. He just fucking missed it. He just go. Hey, where the fuck you at? Brother man for the fifth floor. I am here. 
It's just them motherfuckers is gone. Nobody care about your schoolwork right now. Right. You're a studious ass nigga. No, I don't know what sexy is, but I bet I can add up all the change in your pocket really fast. <laughs> all right. So let's get back. Let's get into our topics. Of course, everybody out there know the trial for Amber or for Botham Jean got on the way from his killer, Amber Geiger. That white woman. Angela Geiger. No, she's going to be referred to that white woman from here on out, right? That's what y'all told me. The white today. police officer that shot that motherfucker, Botham Jean. She shot Botham Jean September the 6th, 2018, while. I think her name is Amber Geiger. That she claimed that she mistakenly entered his apartment thinking it was of her own. Um, and shot Botham while he was on the couch enjoying a bowl of ice cream after a hard day's work. Um, the trial was done. Huh? Was he for real eating ice cream? Yeah, it was an ice cream. It was a bowl of ice cream. Kill him. I hadn't heard that one. Was it like Ben and Jerry's or some shit? Uh, maybe probably some Chunky Monkey. It was Bluebell. Texas. Oh, yeah. It's Texas Bluebell ice cream. Bluebell. Bluebell? Yeah, the Bluebell is the shit in, in Texas. What, what flavor? Do they know what flavor? Um, irrelevant, I think. <laughs> oh, that's completely relevant. Blood flavor, not at that at the point, you know. So, I mean, at least he could go out eating some good ice cream, right? If he was eating like some fucking sherbet, that would be depressing, right? No, I went out because somebody broke into my apartment and murdered me. Yeah, but like if I was gonna be if I was gonna go out and I was like eating some pussy, I would want it to be some like good pussy, not some fat bitch that don't nobody wanna ever talk to. Right? So now you fat bitch Amy? No. Big girls need love too, but I'm just saying that if I'm gonna go out, I want it to be some prime time. This is this is probably an edit point. I'm just gonna let y'all know. This probably won't make it. Obviously. <laughs> Hey man, why not? I thought this was supposed to be you say what you gotta say and fuck your feelings, right? Yeah. Okay then. <laughs> I just said what I said and I meant what I said and I said it. Back to Bolton. So we watched the trial or at least read articles about the trial that happened took place this week. And on, I believe it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, the jury came back with a guilty verdict of murder, saying that Amber Geiger, or that white woman, murdered Botham Jean in his apartment. The day later, the sentencing came down, in which they decided that, as a jury, that the purpose of sentencing will be 10 years. I'm not sure what the final guidelines or what the final sentencing set down was, but at that point, the jury um, came back with a uh, decision of 10 years for Amber Guy. So, fellas, let me know how y'all feel. You know, uh, tell me about your thoughts, your, express your feelings in regards to the case in the whole, the trial, you know. Let me hear it. Uh, let's go with Jay. Let me hear your feelings first. Uh, well, my feelings is 
uh, it's not to be, no one should be surprised that this sentencing and was found, or the sentencing was only, was is 10 years. Uh, I know before the sentencing, I was trying to look at what the range was, and it said she can get anywhere from 2 to 99 years. I'm like, that's a large range, but uh, either way, whatever it's going to be, it's not going to be enough. Uh, and then rightfully, I mean, and it happened. It was basically 10 years, and everyone's up in arms about only getting 10 years when you have other people, other cops, and other people actually in the prison system are who have non-violent crimes have way more than 10 years. So, I mean, I'm just not surprised that it happened, so. But how did it make you feel? Uh, you know, I, I prepared myself for it. I knew it was going to be something like this. I, because ever since the one trial from Van Dyke, when he was charged with 16 counts of assault and battery, yeah, assault, uh, 16 counts of assault, each carrying a four-year sentence, uh, and you cannot do it, con- you can't do it concurrently, it has to be consecutive, so it has to be four, each four years, and he also got charged with second-degree murder, which was a minimum sentence of four, four years up to 20 years, so you have 16, 16 assault charges, and that sent, and that second-degree murder, you're looking at 100 years minimum. And he got 81 months. So it was a big slap in the face then. So this is no different. It's just another slap in the face. I think what people are, what the system is starting to do is like, okay, we're going to convict them, but their punishment is not going to be as hard as anyone else. So that's yeah. the trick. It's like, okay, first we're going to delay, 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 delay. Maybe people stop thinking about it, stop talking about it. And then it'd be like, okay, they're still thinking and talking about it. Okay, now we're going to give them a conviction. That should make everyone happy. And then now they're just fucking us in the sentencing. So, so that's my feelings about it. Okay. What about you, uh, B? What's your thoughts? First and foremost, fuck the CCA and whatever it turned into. I, they call it something else now. I think all prison sentences are probably too long. So I'm okay with her getting 10 years. What I'm not okay with is other people getting more than that for less than that. I think somebody sent out something on the uh, the group me or whatever the fuck it's called talking about uh, how some other dude got 20 years or 32 years for $53.75 that he stole out of a cash register. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. How long do you really need to think about that? I took 50 bucks. Okay. That's like a day. Not a month. Not a year. You know what I mean? It's 50 bucks. Yeah. No, I mean. For her doing something that she at least has demonstrated wasn't intentional or wasn't deliberate or however you want to argue or get into semantics on her actions. It's too long, but other people shouldn't be in prison for 20 years or 25 years, and I don't need to be John Conyers 
to say that the sentencing laws between, oh, this motherfucker smoked crack and this person sniffed coke, so therefore, because it's a different drug, therefore it's legal. But meanwhile, half the country is getting high off of opioids. Is too much time in prison. Like, no, no, that's a health crisis. The crack epidemic was. But I'm just talking drug. about drug use. Period. Whether it's a legal drug or a not legal drug, therefore illegal. I don't know that people should be in prison for it, and definitely they shouldn't be in prison as long as they have been. But essentially, it's just lining somebody's pocket, and I'm tired of that. And we should address that because that's part of the problem. So what do you feel about the sentencing? Is it just because is it based off your, is your thoughts based off the sentencing because of how the law is just to one person's or more so to law enforcement is more favorable to law enforcement people who've gotten um, arrested for murder or any uh, involuntary manslaughter, any a number of charges that have happened over the last 10 years or so. Do you think it's a black and white thing? Do you think it's a race thing? Do you think it's a wealth thing? Do you think it's an economic thing? Like, you know, what do you feel like the sentencing is unjust for? And what do you think it could be involved? Did she use a public defender or did she use like her own personal attorney? No, I think it's either her personal attorney or paid for by the policing union. She hired counsel and she's paying them out the ass for the defense that she got. Yes. Well, it ain't good for her. She got her money's worth. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, one thing about the United States is every ju- every state has their own set of rules on what's considered crime and punishment. In Texas, uh, I have a friend from Texas, so he said the base the reason why it went down like that is in Texas the. The defendant can choose whether the judge or jury listens to the case as well as who gives the sentencing. Uh, I don't think other states, I never heard that before, so I don't jury can actually give the sentence. Uh, other states, I believe, uh, like Minnesota, is the judge that gives the sentencing. And it's, so when you look at uh, Moore, uh, the cop who killed the Australian woman. Uh, the judge passed down that sentencing as well as the uh, Van Dyke, the judge or the Chicago who killed Laquan McDonald. Uh, the judge handed down that sentence. So, so it is different. Texas, that's and basically it's all if you listen to like what the jury said, the jury was crying and emotional before they actually reached the sentence of 10 years and they still feel comfortable that 10 years was the right call, so. Yeah, we're we going to get into that in a second. Let me see if, uh, Smitty, do you want to weigh in on this or you, are you good? Um, far as sentencing and sentencing guidelines, state legislators passes guidelines that um, for these individual crimes, and so, uh, and then judges and juries have latitude within that range to 
to pass down sentence. So if if you want to change your sentencing laws in general, you need to you need to um, you need to lobby your state legislators to help with that change. Um, if you so, I think I think what the the whole we had a we we talked about this in a uh, podcast before, but mandatory minimums. I think this is a way to get away from mandatory minimums, mm-hmm. uh, allowing allowing individual. Um, judges and juries to have guidelines on what they can, what they should, what they what they should do, what the highest end versus what's the lowest end, versus saying at mandatory minimum you got to do twenty five years, and um, and then we're saying these people are sitting in jail for these unjust sentences because you know well drug crimes get a mandatory 20, 20 years and and all these people are sitting in jail for this you like. Uh, they probably shouldn't sit there. Well, we should let the judges decide. Then the judges lay down these life sentences. Then we're like, well, no, 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 no. We got to let the people decide. Now the people is laying down life sentences. So you, nobody's going to be ever be happy about how the sentencing laws and regulation work. Um, it, uh, it's just that at the time, the, appro- the most appropriate sentence at the time is what that person felt at the time. So at this time, the judge felt that her mistake wasn't grand enough to warrant um, warrant more than 10 years. Um, this wasn't the judge. This was the jury. I, I said I, I said <laughs> I didn't say the judge. I said this is, this is at this time, they didn't warrant her to have more than 10 years. It's just and, and um, don't worry, Smitty. Jeff is educated enough to have this conversation with you. <laughs> um. So, if if the if the jury if the jury didn't want uh if if the jury wanted to lay down more, they did, but they 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 fell into their emotion. So they said that the the mistake wasn't great enough for her to to go to. Go to jail beyond beyond ten years. Well, how do you feel as a black man who, or Pan African? My, my apologies, so a Pan African man who resides in the Dallas area um, in regards to just the case in general and, and the incident. Um, I. I think that it's I think it's way blown out of way out of proportion. Um, I don't think we would have talked about this case at all if the guy wasn't black or she wasn't white. I don't think we would have talked about this case at all. Uh, and you mean um, we as in society or we as in a sport? We as in society. I don't think we as us four would have talked about it either, but um, I don't think it would have been it would have been as I think we 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 put we put a whole bunch of emphasis on race. As a matter of fact, I don't even think we would have talked about it if she wasn't even a cop. Like it wouldn't even be discussed um, because mistakes happen all the time, and and people shoot people in their houses. We don't even mention those cases on a regular basis. Um, 
So, like, I, I can't even think of the name of the case because there was a case where uh, a kid recently shot his shot his brother. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we don't even talk about those. Like, same concept. I'm in my house. I shot my brother. We, you know what I'm saying? It's just that the fact is that she was a police officer. She was white. He was black. It 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 got nationalized. Um, the like I'm gonna use a statement. Uh, the media is our the media is our shepherd, um, and we the sheep, and we follow along. Fuck so that. So they put something on TV. We go. We we move right along with it. Like oh oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Well, we should be talking about those cases that don't get a a good flashlight put on them. Hey, uh, I know it's one of Courtney's favorite quotes, and it's one of mine. You want to play blind man, walk with the shepherd, you go right ahead. Me, mine eyes is wide the fuck open. I don't got to listen to what the media says. Fuck that. I don't even watch the news. If I can't read it, I don't care. And what's the difference? Wait, 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 wait. wait. I, did I say the, the, the visual media? You said, said watch the, the news. I did not say watch the news. I said the what media. I said the media. You are you you all you doing is using one medium against the next doing the same thing. And whether you watch it or you read it, it's still somebody shepherding you along. No, 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 no. Because when I read it, I can discern between the lines what they're saying versus when I'm watching it, I just react to what's going on on the screen. Courtney and I were uh Brunson and I were talking about newsroom and I've been watching that series and they was talking about early on in season one how on Nancy Grace they will put images on the screen to get you to think some things that you're not even thinking about that's completely unrelated to what the topic that they're discussing, but it's simply they manipulating you. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying fuck that, which is why I regularly do not watch the news. I would rather read it because then I can stop and be like, oh, this is some bullshit. And then go back and be like, where's your source at? Where is the reference what's being cited yeah with me i i don't think i've ever watched any of the news from this like the information i got was like straight from the source i don't like to hear what other people have to say about it before i draw my own conclusion exactly so, uh, so for instance the testimony before anyone even told me before even the sentencing I listened to the whole three-hour testimony just to see what she has to say about it. And then I listened to the other people's testimonies. I listened to uh, uh, the brother's testimony before the sentence. So I drew my own conclusion. But So I don't even know what the news was saying. So, But everything I think, I think it's BS. And I don't need to know. Well, so so let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this, right? Before this trial even happened, right? How did you find out that this was going on? I found out through the through social media, through the media. Back to my prime example. What's your example? That, look, 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 look. Prime, this is what I'm saying. You were shepherded into this. This is this was not you found it on your own. You were shepherded into this. You 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 did take your source. And you found more information, but you were shepherded into this case. You didn't take this case and stuff, find it out and say, hey, let me bring this case to the forefront. This is what's going on. 
you somebody you seen it on social media, some platform that got you moving to this to this case. That's and my that, prime example. That's and that's my prime bad. example. Is that bad? Media the media is a shepherd, we're the sheep. Okay, but is that bad? You're just making a statement. Is that a bad thing or is that a good thing or is you just making statements? I'm just saying. Oh, so you're just making statements. Okay. Well, cool. You know what? Water is water's wet, too. I'm just making it is. Water is wet. I'm, I'm, right I'm not making a statement. I'm, I'm, putting, I'm, putting a straight, I'm putting a straight fact. In front of you, uh, you're, and y'all yeah, not you're just it. making a statement. Like, are you no, I'm not even making a statement. Bad? I'm putting a straight fact in front of you. Okay, you everything y'all said is proving my point. Okay, but I'm saying, is that good or bad? I'm asking you, is that good or bad? I'm not. I'm not saying it's good or bad. I'm not saying either way. Okay, so water's wet. wet. So water's wet. That's not good or bad either. Just water's wet. <laughs> That's how pointless your point is. Okay. I mean, totally, totally missed the beginning of my whole statement. <laughs> but yeah, it's fine. Because, yeah, you said. Reiterate what you said. So I said this case would never have made it to discussion if the media didn't put it in the forefront. Okay, is that good or what? bad? You're right. It's opinionated. We're not going to know stuff. Opinionated. I'm just saying the facts. We're not going to know stuff. I'm not going to shepherd you to an answer, right? I'm not going to yeah. shepherd you to an answer. Like yeah. you can, if you think it's bad, it's fine. You can think it's bad. If you think it's good, it's good. Like I know, but I'm asking you on your opinion. I don't have. I I think it's bad. I think the media. I think the media makes make us make us do things that we shouldn't. We don't. We don't. The media do. makes us do so, things. So you yes. think it's bad for the no. media to give information? No. Yes, they do. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't think the media make you do things? The media they made us talk about this case. Things? They made us talk about this case. No, Listen, no, they did the not. Me- I too. Oh, my Lord. I too. The media. Now, wait, now, come on, y'all wake the fuck up. Y'all know better than that. The shit that y'all saying is sounds idiotic right now. Y'all know the media made us talk about this case. Oh, we are we not in the media? We don't ever talk about this fucking case. We don't ever talk about this case. Y'all don't want to talk about this case. Y'all acting, oh my God, come on. Let me speak. To answer your question, yes, the media has made us do things over the years. Made us? Made us. Y2K. Get the fuck out of here. In the name of F. Gary Gray and Anton Fuqua, ain't nobody put no gun in my head and made me do nothing. Oh, but there have been plenty of psychological studies that said the media propaganda and their images have also visually and psychologically instructed you to do something and you did it. They have restricted my ability to choose? Yes. Both that. No, they have not. Okay. <laughs> there are psychological has restricted your life to move. From, from day one, they have probably been telling you secret messages in every Save by the Bell, every Cosby episode that you have watched. And at so some point, you turn that bullshit off. Say again? I have the ability to choose to turn that shit off. You think you do. You, you can't unsee things that you've already 
You think you do. Oh, I do. But, but listen, let me go back to my other, other, other point that I was going to make in regards to the media bringing this to the forefront. The reason we're talking about this case is because of the several incidents of injustices that unarmed black men has faced at the hands of A, police officers, B, white individuals who claim themselves to be in fear of their lives, as if our lives are family. So yes, even if if the media is shepherding us towards this opinion because it's hot and it sells and it got ad placements and it ratings, that's fine, but it wouldn't be such an issue had all the other prior, if this was the first incident of something like this happened, it wouldn't be as media blown as it is today. But it's not the first. It's probably going on 36 in the last 12 months. So that's what, what the issue is in regards to that. But let's switch, or let's stay on the topic, but let's go to a, another level with Maddie and Jeff brought it up earlier in regards to Oakland's brother. Or black forgiveness in general. Let's just talk about that. I mean, a lot of things have been going around. It's not social media commentary in regards to a how the judge reacted to Amber by giving her a hug and you know just you know patting her on the back and trying to console her when the sentencing and the verdict came down to Bolton's brother, who I, I misplaced his name right now. Somebody got to let me know. Uh, who you know said that he didn't think that she deserved go to jail and that you know he gave her a hug as that he forgave her um and you know just countless other incidents where it seems that african-americans pan-africans blacks are always the first to be the compassionate ones in regards to some misdoing to us what are y'all thoughts on that i just said pan-african yeah let's just leave it blanket pan-africans i yeah. like where jeff went with that yeah, Brandon, what's what's your thought on uh just black forgiveness and being passionate towards our wrongdoing towards us? I think forgiveness is a good thing. Right. It always has been, always will be. You did something fucked up, I did something relatively fucked up. If I can forgive you and you can forgive me, the world is a better place. Uh I saw some of the media portrayal of forgiveness it didn't make me do anything because the media don't make me do shit what i saw was some people that were able to open their hearts whether they've been brainwashed or led astray run amok and all this other shit bamboozled i don't know but i do know that it is within all of us to forgive and uh, what is that? The Lord's Prayer, forgive my trespasses and forgive those that trespass against me. Now, somebody else could be like, well, yeah, you got brainwashed by the Bible from that one. Okay, fine. Whatever. It's within us. It's not a bad thing. It makes society better because an eye for an eye leaves everyone else blind, right? And I'm not trying to do that because, again, as I said, my eyes is wide the fuck open and I like having both of them rather than, oh, I got to trade one to you because I took one from you. That don't really make sense to me. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And I don't think that the answer to doing wrong is to do more wrong and justify it by saying, well, they made me feel bad. So I'm going to do wrong too. Fuck that. 
Well, what do you think about the compassion that was given to her that we know? I think it's good. I think it's good that people can find when, forgiveness. And I don't like the idea that they, as black people, have been brainwashed into being forgiving when, and forgive this, even though the name of this is Fuck Your Feelings, and I have white friends, male and female, when crack-ass crackers do crack-ass cracker shit, doesn't mean that I'm being brainwashed by being forgiving because I was subjected to that or my ancestors were subjected to it and therefore we forgive even though they don't. But I mean, but but what about, you know that is not about to go in there and get that same kind of compassion to somebody else. She's not going to hug a, a murder victim. So what? They wrong. That don't mean I got to be wrong because they wrong. I'm not saying they do, but I mean, you don't feel like that's a certain type of inappropriateness for, the, for a judge, a jurist to display that kind of affection to a murderer? So the educated people, quote unquote, aren't better than me in my uneducated ass, no matter how many books I done read. But if I can find it within me to forgive you and you can't find it within you to forgive me, then you fucked up. And you fucked up and that's you. But I don't got to base what's in me off of what's in you. So I can forgive. And I hope that you can too, audaciously, to quote another black man. I can't believe I just quoted. But hey, I can find it within me to forgive. And I don't care if you can or can't. What about you, Smitty? Well, I. I don't necessarily um, agree with Brandon's point. I don't think it's a, I think it's a matter of him being a Christian that he decided that uh, that he would forgive her. Um, because you talking about you know, both of them, Gene's brother. His her brother is the reason he forgave forgave her is because they're Christian, and it's not for her; it's for him. In order for him, to, in order for him to move towards. And more, more for him to move towards um, a godly, uh, a godly presence. He needs to, he needs to be able to forgive, right? That's the one thing that that God has done for us, right? God has the ability to forgive us, right? And we have to let go of those of those feelings against those people who hold us down, right? Because we have to move past. That thing that keeps us that keeps us angry, right? We want to we want to hold on to this bitterness and this and this desire for these people who have wronged us, but really forgiveness is for us, like not for them, it's for us. Um, and so and what's 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 funny is I'm glad that we we had this discussion today because our pastor had um uh, had did a whole sermon today on forgiveness and um. And he and he said that you can't for you. He said you can you can't um, experience forgiveness until you have forgave someone. What? Keep going, sweetie. Um, and so, um, so it's it's just you just you can't hold you can't hold people you can't hold people. Um, you can't keep your foot on somebody and let them go. You just you gotta let them go. You gotta let that. You gotta let that. 
You're willing that badness go. <laughs> Jeff, what about you? Well, no, hold on, Smitty. So, what about the compassion part? What about everybody? Not so much both of the What about what we saw in, in just in general? Yeah. Black people being the first to forgive any wrongdoings or any misspeaks, any you know, just action that taken against you know. Hey, uh, hey, hey, hold, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. Like, how do you feel? No, no, let me finish. Let me finish. No, no, not right now. Let me finish. <laughs> so, like, how do you feel about that compassion? You know, just always being the forefront. Like, we like African Americans are always the first to forgive. Is that to me or to Jeff? That's for you, Smitty. Um, I think that it takes a. I think it takes a strong people. To be able to do that, like from the get go, like it, regardless of what race it is, I think it takes any strong person um, to do that. Um, and the fact is that black people are more willing to do that. Let's just know that we're a strong group of individuals that is able to demonstrate um, compassion and uh, and forgiveness on a monumental level as a group of people. All right. Jeff? Forgiveness. <laughs> hey, wait, wait, wait. Can I interrupt now? Sure. All right. I understand that whoever's listening to us doesn't know that we're conducting this by Skype. And I can see Jeff's face when Smitty said, our pastor. And I didn't know if his face was saying, Nigga, you go to church? Or if his face was saying, who the fuck is our? But he, regardless, I couldn't control my entertainment from that. So I was hoping maybe we can throw this back to Smitty and he can address that. Um, My pastor of my church. But you said our. Uh, it's our church, my church. Like It's not just my pastor. It's our church's pastor, like our pastor. Okay. Not the group's pastor. Now it's Jeff's turn to answer which one was it that your face from your oh, facial expression. It was his pastor. I was that was I was like <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. That, that's a new one for me. I did not know Smitty was going to church. Congratulations. That's you really didn't know that? I did not know that, no. I didn't know that neither. Yeah, shit. Y'all need to pick up the phone and call people more often. We've been in church for like two and a half years. We might not be educated enough to pick up the phone. Right. How that work? Is that one of them rotary things? Is it a foot? Enough, enough, enough. Jeff, go ahead. All right, so forgiveness. I have no problem with them forgiving. And I think the perception that America looks at is, you know, black people are the first to forgive. I think forgiveness, as what Smitty said, is for the per is for the individual. And I feel that if I forget if someone did me wrong, I can forgive them. However, they don't, I don't need to show them that I forgive them. That's something that's I'm doing for myself. I'm not going to make this. And that, it, this is just my choice. 
I'm not going to make it easy on you. I'm not going to say, I forgive you and I want to console you now. Like, no, the forgiveness is for me, for me only. Whatever transgressions that's going to happen to you, I'm not going to prevent those at all. They're going to happen to you. God's going to take care of you. Karma's a bitch. That's going to happen. Forgiveness is going to be for me. So that's my issue with the the whole thing of like them forgiving them is like he could have just he could have just kept that to himself because him he doesn't know this and I know he did that for forgiveness for himself and he did forgiveness for the the white girl uh but and made her feel better for killing his brother and then everyone else was crying and like oh you know, poor white girl. How how she could she do such? Go to jail, and it was an honest mistake. Me, I'm like, no, that forgiveness is for your brother, like Bolton's brother. Like you take that forgiveness, and then you go about your business. So that's how I feel about it. But what if his way of moving forward was to do it publicly? It's been over a year. Are we saying that he hasn't forgiven until that one time at the? It's been like over a year. I mean, I feel like you know he's a Christian. As he says, and Bolton was a Christian. If if it was really a, their Christian and their beliefs, and they really practice it, I think, and this is just me speculating. I feel like he forgave her way before that trial has happened. I, I mean, we, we really don't know, right? I mean, we, we, we haven't heard from that young man. We're not talking to that young man, but there are in cases where people take years to forgive and, and, or they can turn around and forgive right away. So, I mean, I, we, don't, we don't know how long he took to forgive, when he forgave, but I mean, it could have been that him speaking out loud, forgiving her, could have been his catharsis and his way to release that energy and to move on, remembering his brother as to how he wanted to remember. It's all I'm saying. Yeah. Who does um, go good. with the $5 word again? Catharsis. I'm going to give you an award <laughs> for that one again. The podcast ain't over yet. Somebody may hit me with something else. So, uh, yes. so you, we can't give our awards yet. But for, just to throw my real quick opinion in here in regards to it. I think the consensus is that I agree. I'm not um, criticizing the young man from, you know, stating that he forgave her and wanted to give her a hug because, like we all stated, that was his way of moving on. That was his way of letting go the hurt, the anger, the negative feelings. Um, but even both of his mom came out and said, just because he forgave doesn't mean that others don't they don't need to be held accountable for the action that happened for her son's loss, uh, life being lost. So I, I agree with that. I agree that, you know, however you choose to get over a negative situation or a negative issue and move past in forgiveness, that's how you do it. Um, he could have said that shit after the sentencing. You said what? He could have said that shit after the sentencing. He could have. I mean, he truly could have. But I mean... Like I said, I can't put a I couldn't can't put a price on how that man wanted to move past and, and deal with his pain. 
So we I, we can't determine that. That was for what he needed, and maybe something spoke to him. Maybe he had an angel speak to him and said, right now, this is the, you either do it this way and get past it or keep holding it in forever and becoming bitter from it. So I think he was paid. I mean, however, you yeah. got it's all kind of conspiracy theories. I mean, the the neighbor that testified against uh, Amber Geiger, he was killed on Friday. So Joshua Brown, rest in peace, Joshua Brown. He testified. He was emotional. He's been talking about how he's been hearing her laugh and carry on and see her coming and going in and out the apartment, and he was killed on Friday. So I mean, you know. One could say that somebody was behind that as well. It could be a coincidence, you know. Like any, either way, I mean, if that's how that young man wanted to express his feelings. I'm good. What's off-putting to me is I don't like the jury, the judge, or the bailiff petting her hair, fixing her, consoling her, wiping away her pretty white tears. I I don't give a fuck. I I think that was totally inappropriate, and it just. Regardless of how compassionate and strong we are as a people, I just didn't need to see that. And I just thought that was sickening to see this murderer get so much compassion, so much love, where I know me personally, you, everybody on this phone would not get that same kind of love. We would be vilified in the media. We would be vilified in front of people. We would be looked at as disgust, even if we were innocent. And I just, I feel like that's wrong. And I'm I know we're strong people, and I know we, you know, caring. <laughs> but I just, I, I think it's, you know, listen, enough is enough. Enough, like I, I'm just sick of seeing that. I'm sick of seeing the, our, 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 us being the ones to be like, yeah, okay, you know what? Yeah, that was fucked up, and we gonna move on. But like, it's like it's always the same song and dance, you know. I'm just hey, tired. Hey, you never see a bad guy like me again. <laughs> Yeah, you will. Don't we? This seems like every six months we had this kind of, or every every month we had this kind of thing going. It's probably every day. Probably every day. I'm, I'm gonna say every day. Hey, no, 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 let me let me say that right. A day. And in, in my Charles Rogers, yeah, I blew a day. A day that probably happens. So yeah, I agree with that. All right, let's get off of this. Let's go to something a little, little, little lighthearted, a little bit more lighthearted. Oh, before we go, Jeff made a mention of a case in regards to Minnesota cop that shot, uh, killed a white woman outside her home who was actually calling the police. The uh, Minnesota cop was named Muhammad Noor, who was a uh, black Somalian Muslim. Um, and then the young woman that was killed was Justine Rusick. So rest in peace. Prayers out to everybody's family in all these cases. Um, you know, the prayers out to the loved ones that was lost. And then RIP uh, both of them. Yeah, that was kind of messed up. Like, why didn't uh, the judge hug Nor? You know? Hey, that, hey, that, that's, that's a different state. Different state. I mean, you. it don't matter what state it was. That shit would have never happened. He, but he still, but in his sentence, he still was, he still was granted to me leniency. But like just earlier, earlier point that cops are getting linear sentencing. They are, you know, linear, linear. 
Linear. No. More linear. Lean. Leaner. 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 About that one. Oh my God! Listen. Anyway, listen. I'm done talking about this ass shit. Moving over. I know Brandon going to have a lot to say on this topic right here. So earlier this week, California will allow college athletes to profit from endorsements. And it was signed, a bill signed by Newsom, who I believe is the governor of California, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. All right. So this is saying that they are those athletic college athletes in uh california can make money from signing endorsement deals likeness deals and will not be punished in the state of california for that i personally appreciate this but let's get everybody's opinion who ain't gone first yet uh smitty you ain't going first you know me all right we so, nigga don't care about college athletics, and we know. <laughs> Granted, yes, I do not care about college athletics, but I do have an opinion. And next, <laughs> no, go ahead, speak to your opinion. Uh, so, I think this is a long time waiting, right? So that university has been profiting off of many many college athletes for a long time. Um, and so, and, and if you think about it from any, like, any university's perspective, any job, right? Playing basketball is a job, right? Whether whether you um, play for the, N- the NBA or the NCAA, it is a job, right? And if you if you go back to when I when we when we worked on campus, I didn't actually have a campus job, but some people on this call did. You got paid for it. <laughs> you got you got paid for your campus job. Wait, you're, you're the only one who didn't on work school? on campus. I never worked on campus. Yeah, you know, the only one who did. I didn't. I worked at Target. Remember? Um, well, no, that's not too many. That's not true. Because you was in student government for Acres Hall, so that technically that was working. But I was, I didn't get paid for it, so. Oh. So I didn't make work. I didn't, I didn't make money on campus. I did do community. Never, work. never. Um. So, um. So I think that this is this is. I mean, I think they should get back paid low key. But, um. But the fact is that this is a movement forward. Um. Is great. I don't. I don't know how much they're going to be paid. I don't know how much they're going to to make. But the fact wait, is wait, that wait, 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 hey, hey, clarify to him that they're not being paid by the university, they're receiving money from endorsements, as in private funds, not university funds. Mm-hmm. Um, so, here, well, finish your thought, and then I'll read just a short excerpt from an article I found. Um, so I think that the uh, whether they're getting paid from endorsements or from the university, I think pay for use, use of your name and your image is, is what the American experience and American, um, the American um, 
effort is for, right? So you make money from your own hard labor. If your name is your your talent, then you should make money from it. So I'm going to read it. It's called Senate Bill 206 by uh, Senator National Skimmer prohibits the NCAA from bearing, bear, excuse me, barring university from competition if its athletes are compensated for the use of their name, image, or likeness beginning January 1st, 2023. The University of California system, California State University Schools, Stanford, and USC all opposed the bill, saying that they feared it would be increased costs to ensure compliance with the law and led to fine or even expulsion from the NCAA. Um, but it apparently passed and it's come, come to fruition. 2023, uh, let's see, it stated that California is the first state to do this, but that other states are following suit to put pressure on the NCAA. Yeah. All Illinois, right. So, Illinois so I do have a question. I do have a question about that, right? Yeah. Is it only California University, or is it players that play in California, too? Uh, from the list of it, it's only universities that are in California and those players on those school teams in that state. Okay. Because a, a legislative body in California couldn't make laws regarding students from other states anyway, right? Yes, they can if you right. play in their state. They can make that happen. If you want to play in my state, I you have to pay your you have to pay your um, athletes using their endorsements that happens in our state. They can do that because they have you to. Think, they, if they came to that game and then they were selling whatever, then they could be paid on that time that they were in correct. the state. Correct. But reg- uh, other than that, a California legislator could not do they They couldn't have. They couldn't have greater reaching. They couldn't say that university, uh, uh, the Michigan State University, you got to pay your players too because they play against California. Students, they can't do that, right? But when Michigan State University students come to California or USC, then you're saying yeah. that they could say they got to be paid right then and there if they're anything that any, any type of any type of, of their, yeah, any type of money made from their name in the state of California could be they would be paid for that in the while they're while they're doing stuff in the state of California. Oh. Basically, to keep using Michigan State, if Brian Lewerke went to U.S., played a game in USC and threw for 400 touchdowns and had the most the greatest game of his life, and somebody came up to him and was like, hey, tonight, let's shoot this commercial, and I'm going to give you $50,000 while you're here because you no, played a no. game, and I want you to sell no. my taco stand for me. Will you do it? That no, would be it's, 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 it's greater. It's greater reaching than that, though. It's like this. If if you make a if you use my videos from that game, because the game happened in California, regardless of where that game where, where no matter where that video is produced, you need to pay me for that video. It's greater reaching than that. They didn't go that far, but I'm saying they that they would have, they could have. Well, I mean, they probably should. Well, Brandon, I, I know I, me and you had plenty of conversations in regards to athletes getting paid and the such and being paid 
based off the sport they play and the talent and all that we've had back and forth for, I don't know, the better part of a decade at this point, right, in this conversation. At least. And what's your, what's your thoughts? So, if they're talking about endorsement money, I got no problem with that, to be honest. That's a private person saying, I want to give you money because I'm probably trying to make money off of you. And if I make money or lose money, that's up on me. As far as universities compensating athletes, yeah, I don't agree with it because there's an economics professor at Michigan State. I believe his last name is Fisher. And he did a presentation one time that I listened to. And he talked about how only the top 25 universities actually bring in enough revenue to cover all of their athletics and other athletics. So unless you're talking about paying at those universities to athletes what's left over, then it doesn't make sense because the other, uh, what is it, 117 minus 25 FBS Division One, whatever the fuck they call it now, student bodies, that stuff is being subsidized by tuition payments and whatever other revenue from the state. So you could only pay at the ones that are bringing in enough money to do so, in my opinion, and it's not all of them, but they play against those universities. So unless you're only going to have Alabama playing uh, Florida or the University of Michigan or Ohio State or Arizona State or whatever the other top universities that actually bring in enough money to do that, which would essentially just be an addition on to whatever professional sports league, be it the NFL, MLB, uh, NBA, I don't watch hockey, but NHL, you know, whatever else, WTA, all that good stuff, uh, PGA. The money's not there, and we all know it. We're only talking about the Zion, the Zions, or we're talking about the, who else went number one? Kyrie's or the, the Anthony Davis. So you're talking about paying those guys. Well, if those guys are so good that they don't got to go to college, then if you can't make your money here in the United States of America, then you can go overseas like Brandon Jennings did and a number of other athletes rather than play for the college NCAA because the NCAA, or at least college scholarships, take care of tons of students. I knew field hockey players. I knew people that was on the water polo team when it was intramural and they was fighting to become Rather than be intramural, they want it to be a varsity sport. There's tons of athletes. Yes, that, that's actually a thing, Jeff. There are women's water polo players at Michigan State University that were playing in the intramural league, and they want to be varsity. When I sat as the funding board chair for student government, I used to have intramural sports teams come to the funding board and say, hey, we just need this amount of money to subsidize what we've already grinded and collected on our own to engage in whatever sport that they were to offset our costs. 
But I got Zion Williamson or uh, Jason Taylor. I'm sorry, Jason Richardson or Marcus uh, Taylor or whoever complaining because they can't order a pizza. Well, Jeff can't, can't order a pizza neither. And neither can Courtney Brunson and neither can Courtney Smith, except Courtney probably can't because his mama gave him the money or whatever. Like, it's tons of people in college that ain't got no money. It's tons of people that are 18, 19, 20, 21, or uh, what was his name? Chris Winkie, who got drafted by the Panthers out of Florida State. He was like 29, whatever age. They're college students, and they ain't got no money, and they've been subjected to the system, not forced, because the media didn't make them borrow college money. They chose to do it with their uneducated asses. I don't think that there's a problem with somebody else saying, hey, look, you perform blank task, whether that's shooting a jump shot, running a track meet, whatever. I want to give you money for that because I got money off of you doing that. But I do got a problem with the university saying, we got to pay you, even though we don't got the money to do it. So now the student body has to pay you when they already been charged a rate for tuition that we can't really justify. But hey, look, we got nice water fountains at Michigan State and we got nice sidewalks. And I don't know if either one or any three of y'all have been to campus lately, but you see the new museums and all this other kind of stuff that's going on on campus. It's that huge building across the street from the Breslin. I don't even know what the fuck that is. Where the police station used to be? Yeah. yeah, I yeah. don't even know what that is, but it's there. Yeah, Jeff, it's it's crazy, man. You got to go and look. It's like right by Brody. And I was like, what the hell is that? But well, Brody ain't Brody no more. Not our Brody. You said what? I said Brody don't even look like what he used to when we was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, it was the projects when we was there, at least when we started. And then when Bro-jacks. I went back. You said what, Jeff? It was the Brojacks. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, university funding, period, is a whole conundrum of we can't even, we couldn't even address the the skim, the top, the fucking pasteurization. Yeah. All I'm going to say is I don't agree with athletes being paid out of tuition dollars. And Jeff, what's your thought? Or do you have any? I think it's going to be a loophole. I think it's going to be a way to uh, piss off the uh, student-athletes. I think it's going to be something where, and this is just me thinking off the top of the dome, but I think it's like, hey, they don't need to give you scholarships no more, basically. Use your endorsements to pay for your tuition. Yes, and that's a whole other problem. Yeah. But then I just want to play for you. Right. Okay. I think that the, the student athletes wants to play more than the the school needs them because if they're not getting the endorsement no more, and the endorsement's going towards the student athletes, then it's like, well, but see, and but see, my thing is this day, like, okay, let's just set this aside. We're only talking about a select few of people who probably going to get offered deals for their likes, right? We're talking about the best in the world 
or best in the nation up until and just before college? Probably, I mean, if you're a smart athlete, you can probably, like, you can basically hire an agent for you to get you some endorsements. Like, you might not, well, get, you might not get Nike, but you might get little Happy's Pizza that want to endorse you. Like, hey, every Big time. smaller brand. Right. You get those smaller brands, you get an agency. But, like, hey, go give me some endorsements. You call LeVar Ball small? Don't tell that man that he's small. Right. Like his son said, that shit was a failure. That shit was a failure. His son was right. That shit was a failure. I shouldn't have listened to you. Was it a failure? Did they make money? No, I they I, made I don't money, know. but I think he went bankrupt. I, I think that's something we should redress later. I, I don't know. I I, like I said, I won't. I won't make a statement on that because I don't know for fact. But the way Lonzo was looking, he didn't look like they made enough money. Made any money? He might not have made as much money as he could, but did they make money? Well, I mean, I, it doesn't look like he made money, period, because he looked like it was a headache. He wished he never did it. But then again, that's just speculation. I don't know any of the ins and outs, so I can't say he did or did I didn't see all the footage, but what I saw, it didn't look like he said they didn't make money. He just wasn't well, he, happy. Well, he wasn't happy, and the money, I think money was stolen because of a business partner, uh, one of his well, dad's. If it was money to be stolen, that means they had some revenue. But, so so but that don't mean... Well, we don't know if that was revenue or that Lonzo had to dip into his money to pay back money that they owe because of this stuff. Oh, I doubt they touched they touched Lonzo's paychecks. If Lonzo is half as bright as his father, he didn't have his paychecks nowhere near his father or anybody else. We listen, man. That's family. You hope. <laughs> you hope. So, um, but like I Look, my point is, I I am good glad to see this because I felt like it was bullshit that you could use me for video games, you can use me for car shows, you can use me for whatever you wanted to sell, and I had to go and show up and do commercials and TV shows and. We had to show up to nothing. You chose to show up. No, 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 no. No, it's probably, it was probably when they had to go to Sunday's Automotive and put on a fucking cowboy hat. That was because their school told them to go do that shit while they were still playing football. And they and put they, the gun they to their head on or off camera. I mean, isn't it though? They chose. Is it, yeah. Isn't it putting the gun to my head? You so it's slavery. Me, slavery. Wait, listen, you're telling me I'm taking away my... Hey! Go, go on, Jeff. You said it. <laughs> what do you say? You said it. Go ahead, Jeff. I said slavery was a choice too. As uncomfortable a statement as that is to make, especially as a Pan-African descendant, is it wrong? Listen, let's see my point. Ah, hey, hey, okay, so, hold, so, on, so hold on, hold on. Let, let, Y'all been talking. Let hey, me say wait, my wait, point. Wait. No, 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 no. Hey, what you gonna say, Smitty? Let me say my point. Y'all, you said. his mic, though. I listen. You said they put a gun to his head, and I, I can argue that. Taking the person who only way out of their circumstances from the neighborhood, and their generational poverty, saying you're gonna pull their scholarship from them is essentially putting a gun in their head. Choice. I'm just saying you got a choice whether or not to get shot. All I'm saying is that's a fucked up position to put somebody in. It 100 percent is. And so going back to the beginning of the show, I have to choose whether I go in tomorrow 
But they don't, they're not going to put a gun to my head, are they? Unless they do. It's I mean, my- and if I can't talk myself into doing it, then why am I going? It's choice. It is a choice. My argument is though that it's a fucked up position to put somebody in. One hundred percent. Again, is but uh, but it is a choice. You got a choice. choice. You you shit and get off the pot. You you, you Uh, your choice. Smitty muted muted his mic again, so I guess he ain't got nothing to say. I think he do. Well, let's see if he unmuted again. He's not even listening to us because we're not educated enough. <laughs> Fucking peons. Okay. Anyway, so that's my theory. That's my point. Is I'm glad to see it. You know, shout out to Charles O'Bannon who put up the good fight from one of my favorite college basketball games in the back of the day that, you know, probably started this. And uh, this, this fight, which has been going on, but at least now you can get money, at least in one state, off your likeness. So, Maurice Claret, you wouldn't have been good. Reggie Bush, you still was on some fuck shit, so you wouldn't have been good. Somebody, <laughs> give, <laughs> somebody give me somebody else that was out there trying to it, All the players that was out there. Like Jeremy Bloom. Money. Yeah. So- for all of our listeners, whoever they are, that can't relate to Reggie Bush or who else did you say, Maurice Claret? Yeah. Jeremy Bloom was an Olympic skier, and he played football. He was a punt returner. I believe he got drafted by the Eagles. He's the brother of Molly Bloom, who they made that movie about that was written by Aaron Sorkin, who's also the writer of Newsroom, but talking about people getting money. Because Jeremy Bloom probably got his money. And then he went to the Eagles. And he ain't never get suspended. And he ain't never get banned from playing college athletics unless he did. I forget. Nah, nah, nah. I mean, I barely, I barely remember this story. So I'm not going to think that. Right, right. Because he's not black and they didn't make a big deal out of it. Nah. It was a, a kicking turn, so. All right. And so who really cared? All righty. Let's see. I think, I think we about reached that time, fellas. I mean, we got some more topics, but, you know, we need to reach those next, next time. So, again, everybody, thank y'all for listening to us. Uh, shout out to y'all social. Let, let the people be able to contact y'all. B, go first. What's your social? Say what? Your social media. What's your social, What's your social media? media? Yeah. Where people can contact you. You have a choice. Yeah, and I choose not to be contacted on social media. So, and I, when we get picked up, I choose not to pay you, and I'm going to use your likeness for my witness. Hey, you better give me my money. <laughs> I'm going to get fucking so, Riley Freeman, and you going to pay us what you owe us, Santa Claus. Listen, as soon as you go... pay what he owes. As soon as you go into that bag and get, and get my wallet out of it. Put my hand in your pocket, nigga. And there's the one that's a bad motherfucker on it, too. Make sure yeah, you grab I'm going to take all the money out of it. How much was money was in there? $600 or something? Less than $1,500. $1,500? Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going up in them pockets. 
I'm a terrier, even man, Ringo, but I'm trying real hard. Well, you can try as hard as you want, but if I smoke your ass before then, then you gone, brother. Nah, nah. I'm going to be a nigga popping out a bowl of rice. Yeah, but if I shoot you off general principle, then you gone. Nah, nah, nah. You be cool, honey bunny. Say be cool. what again. Say what again. What? See? That's your ass, motherfucker. <laughs> All right. Randy don't want to cooperate. Jeff, what's your social? Uh, I got to look at it. I don't know what my social is. All righty. <laughs> Answer me. What's your social? Uh, Courtney Critics at um, Twitter. Uh, what is so I'm uh, all hell the honorable at Twitter, and uh, you can always hit, hit us all up at the uh, IG Twitter. It's fuck underscore yo underscore feelings. All right. Thank y'all, fellas, for being on the episode. Thank y'all for listening, and we'll holler back at y'all. Peace.